The following podcast contains strong language, adult themes, and scenes that depict violence and is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. District Attorney Polito, excuse me. Oh, good morning, Harriet. What's up? Didn't think I'd find you doing laps around the courthouse. Just getting my steps in. My kids bought me one of these new Fitbits for Christmas. It counts your steps for you. Oh, uh, neat. The goal is to lose 10 and 20 10, so I'm squeezing in laps between hearings, get my step count up. Well, uh, good luck with that. Thanks. Did you need something? I came to follow up with you about Sam Hudson. Harriet, we've talked about this. I'm telling you, this is the guy. He's creepier than a funhouse mirror. Every fiber in my body is saying it's Sam Hudson. What evidence do you have? I need a weapon, DNA, something more concrete than your gut. When has my gut ever let us down before, Polito? This isn't a restaurant recommendation, Shepard. It's a man's life. And what about the lives of the women he killed? What about getting justice for them? Detective Shepard, the minute I present an arrest warrant to the judge, it's all of our asses. Yours, mine, the judge. I have to be more than 100% sure of what I can prove and you haven't convinced me. We can't make rash decisions because a man is creepy. Fine. But I have, um, I've gotten messages from him. He's left me voicemails for years. Threatening ones? Has, has he threatened you? No. Harriet, I know what it's like to be a target. Even if it seems innocent, it comes with a job, not to mention with being a woman and a minority as well. But I'm good at my job. So are you. So put yourself where I am. It's not that. He's casual. He, he talks about the victims, but never gives anything away. And I can't trace the calls, but I know his voice. Why can't you trace his phone calls? He uses burner phones. I was able to find where he purchased them from. So do dozens of other people here in town. Your evidence is barely circumstantial. Circumstantial? I have his voice on tape. And how did you obtain it? I know you, Harriet. I know you won't cross certain lines. I assume you have these recordings safe? I do. I can get you a, a restraining order, maybe. Yes, I can get that for you. But an arrest warrant for multiple murders? I need irrefutable evidence. You need his prints on another dead girl? And even then, you say there's at least eight victims. He's had to have made a mistake somewhere along the line. I've been over these cases and I haven't found one yet. They're all lukewarm, heading for Maxwell's piles. I hate to say it, but you might have to let this one go. For now. I don't know if I can do that, Madam District Attorney. Get me anything concrete. A hair, a print, a witness. Get me that and I'll back you. Shepard. Harriet, how have you been? 
I've been better. I was just thinking about the conversation we had outside the courthouse a few years back. Is this about Hudson? How old are those cases again? Five years. But this time, I'm sure... Please tell me you have something concrete, Harriet. I've got a witness. Okay, I'm listening. She's a surviving victim, attacked the same way as the other 12 women. I thought your case presented 11 women. There's another one from earlier this week. He let this one go to taunt me. Your gut better not be the only reason you're calling me, Harriet. She can identify him. She picked out Hudson's voice from one of the creepy voicemails he left me. I'll need to review her statement and files again. I I will definitely take a look, though. (laughs) Sounds like you did it, Harriet. You finally found the missing piece. I sure do hope so. If anything, to bring some closure to the families of all those victims. I'm not officially on the case. Maxwell is, so he should be dropping off all you asked for. Wrapped up nice and neat with a pink bow. You'll be the first I call after I review everything. Gotcha. Elephant Scout presents Tucson Heat, Episode 5, Lucky Duck Strikes Again. Detective Alicia, I assume. Mr. Cicero, thank you for meeting with me. It's not every day I get a call to help with a murder investigation. Well, we appreciate any help you can give us. You said on the phone you wanted to see my cab? This way. You ever been in a car accident, Detective? Once, when I was 15. You know, cab drivers are 20 times more likely to be in a vehicle collision than the average American. I believe that, with all the time you spend on the road. I've been in three collisions in my entire life. Once when I was three, then when I was 19, almost got locked up for that one, and only once since I've been driving a cab. Damn near unheard of for a cabbie of 36 years. In fact, that's why I got this tattoo. Is that a duck? (laughs) That's cute. Lucky duck is what they call me, because I've never been in a collision on duty. Well, it's what they used to call me since I broke that streak last week. Here she is. Oh my goodness. What happened? Damn Havelina ran out in front of me. I swerved to avoid it and got clipped by a semi. Rolled my baby over. They don't make them like me anymore, so luckily, I walked away like a champ. (sighs) Wow. You are lucky. When did this happen? Well, it happened last Tuesday at 2.45 p.m., so when you called me... Asking about last Tuesday at 2 p.m.? Well, that's one of those coincidences that just gives you that feeling like I could actually help you out big. Do you recall picking up this individual from a bank that day? Oh, yeah. I remember those guys. Guys? Was there more than one? Well, I picked up the black guy at the bank and then went to pick up a younger guy at a hardware store off 22nd and Alvernon. Big guy. Built like a concrete bench. Real talkative, too. The older guy was quiet. Looked like he was sick of the younger guy's BS, if you know what I mean. Do you remember what he was talking about? He was asking me about driving, the usual chit-chat. Said he used to do stunts for movies and once got to drive a cab in one of them big superhero movies. I guess his girlfriend was a makeup artist on it or something. Makeup artist? Like prosthetics or masks? 
I don't know, that's all he said before the older guy said something like, enough. Then the young fella got quiet, quick. Do you remember where you dropped them off? Yep. The last fair I did, Warehouse District, 16th and Havasu. Do you remember the address? No address, just dropped them right on the corner. Headed north from there. North. Then what happened? Then this happened. You know, I thought those boys were bad luck finally catching up to me. But then you came a-calling, and now I know that it's actually me being good luck for you. Why is that? Not a single soul has been in this back seat since those two. We've got their prints. I'll have a forensics team over here right away. <laughs> Lucky Duck strikes again. Come on, damn it, start! What's the problem? It started fine last night when I lifted it. Ran like a dream from Jason Grand to here. Now it... Leave it. We're not taking a van. What? It took me all night to get this thing. It's not starting. We're leaving it. Besides, we're doing things a little different this time. I assume that. Going bigger again? Not bigger, but faster. And we're taking two cars just in case. We split up and meet afterwards. Split up? Who takes the money? I'll take the money. You take the guns. Oh, just like that? Sounds hunky-dory for you and 20 to life for me. If we're splitting up, we're splitting the bags. There won't be time. We better make some freaking time. I'm this close to squaring off Chicago. I'm not about to watch you drive off with my future in your back seat and a smile in your rearview mirror. You're starting to be a real thorn in my side, you know that? I don't care what I am to you. You're not taking the money. To be honest, I'm the one taking the risk here working with a stick of dynamite like you. And I'll be damned if I'm going to be around when you get too close to the fire. You don't really have a choice now, Dante. You want the money? You need me. Don't you ever say my name out loud again, you freaking amateur. This is what I'm talking about. You never know what eyes and ears are. If you paid attention to me, you would know that. That's what this is about, isn't it? You wanted to be some great mentor to a dumbhead crusher like me. Well, I could give two shits about your teachings. If this was the streets, I'd be the one teaching you a thing or two. That's it. You're so smart now, huh? Fine. We'll take the time to split up the cash, but after that, we're done and we'll go our separate ways. No rendezvous, no contact, ever. Fine by me. Let's get this over with. You're going to have to go get us another car and make some new masks. Oh, fun. What are you going to do? Work on our next diversion. Kidnapping the president? Where'd you put that last IED you made? I'm going to go set it up in this hunk of junk you call a van. That big son of a bitch? It's under the table. Where are you going to blow up the van? Right where it's parked. Here? In the warehouse? I'm wiping the slate clean. We get a diversion we purge any evidence left. Everything goes. Any remnant of me and you will burn up to the sky. Blow it up big. Burn it all down. I can take the heat. Here we are. Sure does look like a hideout. Dispatch, I'm 23 at the warehouse on 14th and Main. 10-4, SWAT and additional units are en route. 
Let's see if she'll pick up. This is Shepard. If you have this number, you better make it short. Nope. Hey, Harriet. I'm just trying you one last time. I could use your guidance right now. I'm pretty sure I found the bank robbers. I'm at a warehouse downtown, so if you hear anything over the radio, I guess I'll talk to you later. What am I doing? Harriet would wait for backup, wouldn't she? No, she wouldn't. What are the chances of seeing you here? And that's how you identify yourself? Harriet, I almost shot you. I knew you wouldn't. I cleared the building. No one's here, and it looks like whoever was is gone. Damn. How did you know this was the bank robber's hideout? Easy. I reviewed some of the bank footage from the week prior to the robbery, narrowed down potential suspects referencing your description of the perps. Nice job on that one, by the way. Then I noticed in one particular image, a guy wore military boots. The bank manager mentioned he thought the perp was in the military, so I kept an eye on him till he left the bank and hopped in a cab, which I was able to track down. And that cabbie said he dropped off two shady characters here. Uh, what? How? Finding these guys was a lot easier than I thought. I'm surprised it took you this long. I know I'm supposed to be training you, but... I'm speechless. I I thought you weren't working this case at all. Jasmine, uh, uh, (laughs) I'm kidding. I ran into Officer Garcia at the station. He he told me everything. Sorry. Damn it, Harriet. (laughs) I know, I know. In all seriousness, I I do owe you an apology. That copper wire killer case, I, I just couldn't shake it. It's been this annoying itch I haven't been able to scratch for the last 10 years. Those victims, those women, I couldn't give it up. The last victim, the one that survived, she's able to ID his voice. I'm hoping Maxwell and the DA can have it all wrapped up by supper. Who says supper anymore? And I think I understand where you were coming from. Oh? Go on. After that second bank robbery, after that guard was killed, couldn't help but feel responsible. Did I do enough to track them down? Obviously not if a man died. But that feeling of guilt, of helplessness, urgency, I can only imagine how that would feel after 10 years of trying to track down a murderer, a serial killer, with so many victims. It is a burden, but instead of letting it weigh you down, you have to use it to propel you, push you forward. Use it to make you work harder, smarter. You already know that. That's how you found these guys. A lot of good it did, but they must be long gone by now. I think they left in a rush, so they definitely left something behind for us to track them down. What's that? Maybe a fire detector? Speaking of detective, here, Officer Garcia was able to run those prints from the cab. Here's what he found. Phil Bennett, age 28. Got a pretty big rap sheet from Chicago. He's got a few warrants for murder, attempted murder, criminal conspiracy, even some assault charges while he was a bouncer at Club Lucky. Sounds like a bar run by the mob. 
big city must have made him cocky, thinking a smaller town would be easier to take over himself. He must have messed up bad. Crossing paths with the wrong mob guy? Now he's trying to dig himself out of a hole hitting up Tucson banks. I wouldn't be surprised. He does have the rap sheet of a dense meathead. Damn. What? I had a hitman in an arm lock, and I just let him go. Jasmine, what did I just say? Use it to push forward. There you go. What about the other guy? Dante Freeman. Former military, was in the bomb squad in Afghanistan. There's your bomb connection. He set up that bomb as a distraction before the first robbery. Changed up his M.O. for the second robbery, making it harder to find him. He's smart. He was also dishonorably discharged after an assault on a fellow officer. So he can be pushed too far. No connection to Chicago. In fact, he's been squeaky clean for the last ten years. He's the one who knows how to stay hidden. How to keep to the shadows, out of sight. He's the dangerous one. He was cool, calm, and collected during the robbery. I don't see any association with Phil at all on paper. Why would he team up with a loose cannon like Phil? That beeping is getting annoying. So we know their names. Do we plaster their mugshots on the news? What do we do? We could. Let's see what else we can find here. Maybe they've got another heist in the works. Maybe that's where they are now. And we can catch them in the act. These guys love to do their homework. There's got to be blueprints for 20 banks here. Crazy. How do you get blueprints for so many banks? What's crazy is how often bank robbers get caught. And these guys keep slipping through our fingers. I wonder. Seems like they're saving up to retire overseas. They've got a photo of a casino in Montenegro under all this paperwork. That van over there doesn't match the descriptions of the other two that were stolen. They must have had another plan in the works. Here's some electrical equipment. Hey, did you ever talk to that bomb tech? <laughs> Maybe. And? I have her number. Are there any potential explosives over there? You got a number? Brava. Focus, Harriet. And <laughs> it wasn't that hard to get. You don't think she might be easy, do you? I have no idea what you kids call easy nowadays. I'm the worst person to ask. Is the van locked? I'm checking, I'm checking. I found something. Looks like they're hitting a bank downtown. According to their homework here, it looks like it's going to be a huge payout for them. We should go that way. Uh, Harriet? I think I found the beeping noise. Uh, I think you should call your bomb tech now. Yeah, I think you're right. You'll get better cell service outside. Yep. Jasmine, get down! Elephant Scout presents Tucson Heat. Created by Christopher Scott. Written by Debbie Federico, Francisco Landin, and Christopher Scott. Music provided by Freddie Walker Jr. at One Focus Productions, LLC. Starring Betsy Bruce and Chiselle Rodriguez with James Frost, AJ Kincaid, Lucinda Serrano, Brendan Guy Murphy, and Margot Barrera. For more information, visit elephantscout.com forward slash podcast or follow us on social media at Elephant Scout. Please tell your friends about our show and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.